Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, welcome, welcome, welcome. We've been speaking on the subject uh, and using a scripture reference out of Proverbs 3, 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. There's a, a lot of key words in there, and I, I'm look, the two words that stand out to me is all. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and in verse 6, in all your ways. So God really, and I remember what Jesus said. They asked him what was the greatest commandment. He said to love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. God wants all of us. And again, we like to compartmentalize. We want to trust God with just this part of our life, our salvation, us getting to heaven, we don't want to trust him in our finances. We don't want to trust him in our marriage and relationships. We don't want to trust him when it comes to uh, getting revenge on people. You know, we want to, and God says, no, I want all of you. I paid the precious blood of Jesus Christ, bought you. you sh you're a slave to him now. And again, that has to become a revelation. And again, we were just talking before we started the broadcast just about when things don't make sense to our own understanding God, remember he said, don't lean to your own understanding. We, he still desires us to trust him. Yeah, even though it don't make sense. Right. Even though the situation you may find yourself in don't make sense to you, you can't get, comprehend it. He says, but still, trust me. Trust me. And we were talking about Joseph. You know, that didn't make sense for Joseph to have to go through that. He was a great kid. He was his father's favorite. Father bought him a coat of many colors. And then God was giving him all these good dreams. And all the bad things that happened to him shouldn't have happened to him. It should have happened to his brothers. Because those were the evil ones. <laughs> I mean, if somebody yeah. had to go to prison, it should have been them. Right, it should have been them. It should have been them from the get because they were slacking on work. Because remember, the father sent them out there to check on them. They were doing all kind of deceptive stuff. So it should have been them. So with that said, we still have to do what the word of God says. And I always say God and his word are like wet and water. You can't separate them. In Proverbs 3, 5, he says, trust in the Lord with all all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. We were talking about that, what your own understanding means. That means an unrenewed mind. Yeah. Now, if your mind is renewed, yes, you lean to God. You can use that understanding. But if it's an unrenewed mind, he says, don't lean to that. Don't really lean to the senses. An unrenewed mind 
leans, walks by senses, not by faith. Walking by faith, you're walking by the word of God. So he said, don't lean to your own understanding, but just in all your ways, continue to acknowledge me. And remember, God in his word is one. Acknowledge what he said in his word. First of all, he says, trust in me with all your heart. He says, then, in all your ways, that means in every part of your life, he says, acknowledge me. And again, we can go back to his word and acknowledge him. We can acknowledge him through prayer. We can acknowledge him through praise. You can praise in advance, praise your way out of a storm. He said, acknowledge me and I'll direct your path. And I was reminded of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when Nebuchadnezzar put them in the lion's den or the fiery furnace. They still put Daniel in the lion's den, the three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace. They still acknowledged him by praise. They praised him. They say, man, even if though God's still going to deliver us. That was praise. They was See, acknowledging our, God. Our God can save us. But even if he doesn't, we're never bowing down to you. That was the praise report right there. We're going to praise you. We're going to acknowledge him. They acknowledged him in front of the king and all his people, his governors. Oh, well, no, we still trust in the Lord with all our heart. And again, that's where God wants you to be. And again, we have an example of that with the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. God just wanted them to trust him, and he led them right to an impossible situation, the Red Sea. They was like, okay, now, this we is died. getting ridiculous. We did. We did. This is it, Moses. This is getting ridiculous. You done let us out here, you and your God, to kill us. No, we God. There enough graves in Egypt that you had to right. bring us out here. That didn't make any understanding. They could have had another path right to the wilderness. He led them right to impossible. That's what God will do. But he wants to get the glory. Remember, he said that no flesh shall glory in his presence. He wants to get the glory out of your life, out of your circumstance, out of your situation. But he says, still trust in me. I'm thinking about Jesus when he was on the ship and the wind started blowing. They was going to the other side to, to deliver this gathering demoniac. And the winds rose and the winds and all the disciples are getting afraid, getting afraid. Because they thought, they said, we're about to perish. They even said it. We're about to die on this boat. And uh, they woke up Jesus and Jesus got up and said a couple words. Peace be still. <laughs> And uh, went back to bed. And they were like, wow, who's this guy? Even He's the wind and the waves. Obey him. And that's it. See, that's the God we serve. So, again, in the natural, they must they must have got frightened because they understood that the wind and the waves can kill a brother. Well, they were fishermen. <laughs> right. Know? So they knew about winds and waves. Peter was a fisherman. James and John were fishermen. They, they'd been out in bad storms. They knew what could happen to you out there. Right. But now, see, they, now they with their master. So... And he showed them what can happen to them when he's in the boat with them. And we got to remember that, Richard. God's always in the boat with us. That's why he tells us, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. In all your ways, acknowledge me. I'll direct your path. They acknowledge Jesus, too, come to think about it, because they, they woke him up. <laughs> and he directed their path right out of that storm because he spoke to it. Peace be still. And he went back to bed. But they acknowledged him like, Lord, Lord, don't you care that we're perishing? Well, they acknowledged him, and he showed them how much he cared. And he spoke to the spirit. He spoke to the storm. Then he rebuked them for them not speaking to the storm. Oh, yeah, we like to forget that part. He told them, oh, ye a little faith. Then he went back to bed. So he's telling us that, too, in our trials and tribulations. He said, speak the word only. The word is still good. That's acknowledging. That's a form of acknowledging God. You saying what thus said the Lord in your storm, in your situation and circumstances. And, again, we're all going through something, and I'm going through something, my wife and I, but we keep speaking the word. We keep declaring what, acknowledging God. That's acknowledging God, speaking the word, allowing that word to come out of our mouth because that's the sword of the spirit, and you have to do that when your evil day come. We know in Ephesians, he's talking about keep on that whole armor. 
when your evil day come. Because you're going to get one if you sold out for Christ. Now, if you're not a threat to the devil, don't worry about getting an evil day because you're working on his behalf. <laughs> yeah, you're working on his behalf. So remember, just like Judas, Judas didn't have to worry about no evil day because he was working with the opposition. And Jesus told him, go on ahead, man. Go on do what you need to do. And we got Christians like that today. They're working for Satan. Yeah, and, and so they don't have to worry about an evil day, you know, but I'm reminded of whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. And we know what happened to Judas afterwards. That's the seed he sowed. Because Jesus said, man, I feel bad for this cat, man. <laughs> After what he did, I know he was supposed to do this, but it's going to come back on him. And it came back on Judas. So uh, we just have to, you know, again, acknowledge him in all our ways. And he'll direct our Yeah, I, as you were talking, I was reminded of yesterday's show when you're talking about those two women in your church and the one that had been abused and the other one said, we need to fit him with some cement oh, yeah. boots, you know. And how our own understanding, our own feelings, our own uh, thinking can cause us to do stuff that God wouldn't want us to do. What, what was it, James and John? You know, they went to that one town and the people weren't receptive. So they're like, you want us to call down thunder on them? Right, yeah, he right, wants right. to zap them. Well, see, they were operating out of unrenewed mind. That wasn't the mind of Christ. And he said, no, nah, we ain't, we ain't going to get down like that. <laughs> you he said, we, ain't gonna, he say, oh, we need just, just pray about this. Let's pray. Pray but that, you, you know, know. You don't know where that thing is coming from. Right. And again, I tell people all the time, especially when it comes to mind renewal, the latter part of that says that you may prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God is. And life is going to, especially for the Christian, it's going to always give you an opportunity to prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of the Lord is. Just like the two women in our congregation. That showed me their minds wasn't renewed in that area. Because they said cement shoes. They didn't say, hey, let's pray for him. Hey, Pastor, can we pray for him? They's like, no, nah, can you help us fit him in these shoes? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, what does the word says? And again, it, it stuck after, you know, they convicted by the holy spirit by the word by the truth because that's the truth right there we should pray for one another pray for your enemies bless those that persecute you pray for those who spitefully use you that's being a doer of the word that's somebody whose mind is renewed that's the route that they take yeah they don't take oh yeah i'm gonna get them the bible says don't rejoice in somebody else's iniquity when somebody else is going through it he said don't you yeah yeah i rejoice in it Remember when Peter you cut know, one? That's a sad fact. Lots of Christians do, you right? Know, especially if it's somebody we don't like. Oh yeah, that we can rejoice. Be a other church member, I can be a neighbor, it can be a family member, and you just don't like them. And man, when you hear they're going through it, it's like, oh yeah, yes, yeah. finally, finally well, they're well, gonna get there. Well, Jesus gave us an example too. At the the night he was betrayed, when the Roman soldiers came to get him, his his ace Boon Coon Peter pulled out a knife and cut one of the Romans. Soldier's ear off, and Jesus is like, hold on, hold on, partner, no, 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 man, we don't get down like that. And he healed the guy right there. He didn't like, good job, Peter, way to go, man, you got my stick back. Yeah, he stick him again. <laughs> he didn't do that. And again, he, the Bible says, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. In Ephesians five, uh, Philippians says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Mind, that's mind renewal. And back to acknowledging Him, we have to acknowledge what would God do. You know, and again, that's what faith on fire is. Being a, not just a hearer, but a doer of the word. So God. You, know, you go on to that next verse, verse 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Oh, that's what that, <laughs> that's right. exactly what he means. I mean, do not be wise in your own eyes because we do have our own thinking. We do have our own 
ideas. And you hold up. The New King James says, don't be wise in your own opinion. Right. And mm -hmm. we have those. Now, am I going to put my opinion with God? People grow up all the kinds of ideas that weren't godly. But you heard it your whole life, and you just thought that's the way it was. Um, along with an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, people hear that all the time, and they think that that's the way you should live. And there's so many things that people grow up with, ideas that people grow up with, that mm -hmm. aren't in God's Word. They're not in line with God's Word. And mm -hmm. we need to not be wise in our own understanding, mm -hmm. not wise in our own thinking, wise in our own eyes. But what does he say? Fear the Lord and shun evil. We're to listen to what God has to say once again, as we said in this series but do not be wise in your own eyes. It is so easy to be wise in our own eyes. It is so easy to realize that we tend to think we're right all the time. Oh, yeah. Can't nobody <laughs> tell us we're wrong either. <laughs> and the more somebody tries to tell you you're wrong, right. the more you dig in right. and defend yourself. And it is so easy for us to always think that we're right, that we, we always are know the truth, that our ideas are never wrong, and to be wise in our own eyes and then to want to cling to those things. This happens in meetings at churches, you know, where where one person has an idea and somebody else, you know, just for whatever reason, doesn't like the idea. But if we're not careful, if I'm the person that had the idea and somebody else doesn't like it, then I can take that personally now. And I can not only be mad because they don't want to take my idea, but I can be mad at them because they've attacked my idea. Right. And so because I was wise in my own eyes, because, of course, since it was my idea, it had to be good. It had to be good. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I'm wise in my own eyes. My idea has to be good. And anybody who doesn't like my idea has to be wrong. Or even worse, they have to be evil. And so once we become wise in our own eyes and we, we want to cling to our way as the only right way, it just causes so much trouble and so much turmoil at home, at church, at the workplace, wherever we might be. As soon as we start clinging to my ideas are the only right ones, my ideas are the only good ones, then it just leads us down a dark well, path. Well, in Isaiah, he says, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. So so as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways and my thoughts higher than yours. So again, back to acknowledging him. Lord, what, what's your thoughts on this? And we could do that through prayer. We can do that through getting his word on it. What did he say about forgiveness? That's a biggie in the, in the body of Christ, forgiveness. What did God say about it? Because I know some Christians, man, I, like I said on this broadcast, I know some prominent Christians in our city defriend me on Facebook because of something I wrote on my own page, and they didn't agree with it. And I was like, Wow. And this same guy was leading Bible studies at his home and everything. I'm like, wow, you must have skipped past the study on forgiveness. <laughs> really, it's like because God endeavors us to, to keep the unity of the faith. He doesn't like discord. He doesn't like strife among his. Because he says, by this love that you guys have for one another, all the world will know that I sent you. So when we start beefing and having funk with one another, I'm using some ebonics now. When we're having beef with one another, as the body of Christ, as Christians, 
how are we representing the kingdom of God? Actually, we're misrepresenting the kingdom. Right, because people see us and not our, they're not drawn to and it. And I, I tell people all the time, your life is a ministry. And if you're not endeavoring to keep the unity, and again, emphasis on endeavoring, the scripture says it, all it has to do with you live peaceable with all men, if it has to do anything with you, so you should endeavor to keep peace within the brotherhood, within the body of Christ. And that's something, you know, that... I'm getting better at. I'm getting better at, but because I I grew up in gangs and all of that, I grew up totally programmed by the devil. But now I'm being totally programmed by the truth, which is the word of God, the word of the kingdom, the word of faith, the word of truth, the word of God, and that's what God wants to saturate your heart with, which in turn is going to renew your mind, and He wants you to think like that. Not you know, like you, the world programmed you You talk to. about growing up in gangs. There are people that don't have anything to do with gangs. I, I didn't have anything to do with gangs. But I grew up in a family that some parts of our family really know how to hold a grudge. Well, yeah. You still, so, the God of this world blinds the minds of right, those who so believe that. you don't not. have to grow up in a gang to... To, to be, have a distorted <laughs> mind. Right. <laughs> to have you some know? dysfunction. I understand that. And now I do. And so there's a lot of people that they don't, they never grew up in, in the way that you're talking about. But then they never acknowledge the fact that, you know what, holding a grudge and being mad at people for years and years is not what God would want either. That's not pleasing That's to the Father either. That's as displeasing to God as being in a gang. Right, it is. But, well, it's not illegal, so it's not, people say. No, it is. Well, just as you want to do what's pleasing to the Father. And, again, we try to take man-made laws and equate them to God. <laughs> and man-made laws, man has some grievous laws on the books. And we'll try to... Do those and think we're perfect in God's sight, and and you're still hating your brother. Well, well I don't break any traffic laws, but you hate every you hate other people of other races. Where are the Pharisees? Yeah, you know, they, on the outside they were all good. They they were obeying the law on the outside, but on the inside their heart was far. Yeah, I, I don't steal or do anything that, but uh, yeah, but I I, I hate people. De- the song, the Eve of Destruction. I love mm-hmm. the song, the Eve of Destruction. One of the words is go ahead and hate your neighbor as long as you say grace. Oh. Oh, wow. Right? I mean, that is literally one of the lyrics of the song is, so go ahead and hate your neighbor, but don't forget to say grace. Do you know how many Christian people live that way? They say grace. They go to church. They do those things. I believe And me. yet they got no use for their neighbor. Believe me, I'm probably the newest kid on the block here in, in uh, the community I live in as ministry leadership as a pastor. And, and I've seen some things, man, and again, I study. I've been saved for 15 years now, and I study the Bible. I, I live, breathe, and eat the Word. And, and my desire is not just to be a hearer of it only, but a doer. And, I, and, I, when I, and I'm, lo- I'm open to making corrections in, in my life, and I'm open to deliverance. And I've seen some things that go on in, in so-called spiritual leader leaders here in our town. I'm like, wow. I'm just like, wow. I'm like, do you study your Bible? But they've been doing it so long, it's like What's they're used normal? to doing it. It's normal. It's normal not to have unity. It's normal not to to do with the things that Jesus commanded us to. If your brother and sister is sick or in prison, go visit them. And again, God revealed that to me today. You can visit them with prayers. Visit them with a letter. You can visit them with financial support. Man, you know, there's so many Christians that don't do the word but they look religious. Every Sunday you'll see them in their churches looking religious because they show up at the building. They think, oh, well, I've done my, I'm a Christian, man. God loves me, and he does love you, but 
he, I'm going to say he's pleased with me because I showed up and he better be glad I did. No, he wants, the, where the rubber meets the road is, are you a doer, not just a hearer only? Well, see, I'm always reminded of Malachi chapter 3 where he talks about giving um, blemish sacrifices. And he says, would the governor, if you gave this to the governor, would, would you dare to give it to him? And if you did, would he take it? He said, yet you give me blemish sacrifices. You robbed from me. When Jesus said something similar to that in Matthew 15, he was referring to the Pharisees. And you know, the Pharisees, the scribes, the they were supposed to be, the, they were the religious leaders. They were the ones that claimed they knew God. Well, but they Jesus, they knew it all. Well, well, Jesus said this about him. He said, these people, they worship me with their mouth, but their hearts are far from me. And that reminds me, reminds me of a lot of Christians. Yeah, they, they can talk the talk, but... Their hearts are far from God because they're not doing anything you said. But the words that anybody can articulate some words and make stuff, put phrases together, make it sound good. They can sound, you know, religious, but it's what you're doing on a daily. Like Jesus gave the example of the Samaritan guy. You know, again, those those tribes and Pharisees, they seen the guy on the side of the road. They saw him get beat up and jacked for his money, and, and they just got on the other side of the road. And the Samaritan uh, guy, he witnessed it too. He went over and helped the man. And Jesus told the story. And he said, which one of them was a neighbor to him? Which one of them showed him love? We got Christians today like that. They don't acknowledge. That's a part of the Samaritan still acknowledged the ways of the Lord. And he didn't even claim that he knew the Lord. But these guys did. And then we got to be very careful about, you know, our Christianity growing in the knowledge of the Lord's will and, and being doers and not just saying, yeah, I know that, but you don't do anything of it. And here's the deal with it. There's always no condemnation. You can always make the corrections. Again, it's an open book test. You can make, if you're not doing that, and again, this broadcast is designed to ignite your faith on fire. If you're not doing that, starting today, make the correction. Right. See, we don't, the intention here is not to beat people up. No, no, no. The intention is to help people open their eyes to see they need to make a change. Right, and, and, and it works for us, too, because we're up here speaking, and we're being convicted as well. Right. Well, I <laughs> always have said that every sermon that I preach, God knew I was going to need it. Right. by Wednesday, <laughs> usually whatever I'm preaching about comes mm -hmm. to pass, and I need what exactly what. I, so I always tell people all the time, God knows in advance I'm going to need this. Right. So he's going to send it to me, figuring you're probably going to need it too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we want to encourage one another and, again, ignite each other's faith on fire. And, and Paul said that, I believe, over in Timothy. He says, I know you already know these things, but I just want to stir you up. Because sometimes, you know. Well, what's the saying? We're leaky vessels. Yeah, yeah, we're we leaky forget. vessels. And just like, you know, in any uh, formula, things sink down to the bottom. And sometimes you just got they tell you when you buy a product that's liquid, shake, shake it up. Shake well. <laughs> shake well. There you go. Shake well. And that's all we're here to do on this broadcast is shake you well and to ignite your faith on fire so you be mindful not to just be a hearer well, only of the word but a doer. Yeah, we Read do. Read a book. I don't care what book it is. Read a book and then six months later pick it up and see how much of it you forgot. Oh, and yeah. it doesn't matter what kind of book it is. Well, they tell us, I think, you know, scientists, professors, they say we retain only so much of the stuff that we well, they say you put forget. in. Like if you heard a sermon or something, the things you hear like that, you forget like 70% within. And not only that, Jesus 40, said in the parable of the sower, when the word's going forth, it says that Satan comes to, to steal that word immediately. So as you're studying the scriptures, he's coming to steal it through your thoughts ideals and suggestions 
And then he talks about, you know, word being received on stony ground, which ain't got much dirt. It's got a lot of stones in it, but not that's your heart. It's got a lot of stones in it. It's not good ground yet. Then he talks about thorny ground. He said your heart can be, the word can be received on some thorny ground, and those thorns will choke out the word of God, and it becomes unfruitful. But Jesus says, I desire your heart to be good ground, meaning you believe it, you receive it, and you go out and do it. He said, that's the ground that's going to produce the 30, 60, 100-fold harvest. And that's where I'm heading right there, Richard. I, I want to be, I'm always asking the Lord, search my heart and reveal to me those areas that are not pleasing to you. And, and, and Jesus said that same thing in Matthew 15. He said, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted up. Meaning God will uproot it if you let him. And he wants to uproot some thinking, stinking thinking, some world programming. The God of this world blinds the minds. He programs you with his beliefs. And he starts it from the day you get born. That's why you got to get born again and, and reinstall and be re right. the transformed. The lives of the world just come to you. Yeah. Plus, you are born with a sinful nature. And then you got the God of this world. It was born to you. And then you got the God of this world reinforcing the lies. And then you get born again. The Bible says now you receive the glorious light of the gospel. God wants to enlighten you with the truth because now your spirit is awakened to him when you get born again. Now you can receive the truth. And Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So what we need to set us free is the word of God. But we got to constantly receive it, even though it cuts us. Scripture says in James, receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save your soul. Let it cut you. It's like a surgeon. When you go to the hospital and they have to do surgery, the first thing they're going to do is prep you for surgery. And sur in surgery, they cutting you. He ain't cutting you because he's mad at you. He's cutting you because he want to get to the source of the problem. And the word of God is a sword of the spirit. It's going to cut you. But your job is to go ahead and receive it and, let, and then, then go ahead and go to recovery. <laughs> yeah. So God wants to, uh, he wants to do a good work in us. And we're going to continue this tomorrow and in the next few days. But what I like here is in verse 8 then, this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. God cares about every aspect of us. Mm -hmm. And as he talks here, he talks about trusting the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And we read those verses. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. So once again, it's he who will do it, not you. But do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shine evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. And so God in his concern for our whole body, our spirit, our body, and all those things, as we listen to him, he will bring all of those things to us. Well, his word is like a medicine. You know what? And we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.